back with your second half of today's episode of the Sports Rap Podcast. It's your boy D. It's your boy Bald in the and building. And we are definitely in the building together yes, today. Sir. Feels good, brother. And feels good. Now this thing wants to really, really act crazy. <laughs> but I got some video up. You can see Baldy there. Yeah, in the I got picture. yours on mine too. So we're gonna get this thing right in a minute. So I initially, uh, real quick, w- w- was talking about the Carson Wentz thing the last couple of weeks, and I didn't believe that he would be uh, moved because of the cap hit, and apparently that has changed, mm-hmm. if you will, because. Now it seems that there might be something going on, and they're saying that he could be moved within the next few weeks or so, or next few days or so, if you will. Mm -hmm. It's that tight. And I really don't understand it. Like I said, I just need, for me, I just need all players to just be men and own up to their roles in the entire situation. Like I said, I don't believe that uh, Carson Wentz was is completely out of the water. I think he does definitely have a role in it as per the stats I just read before we went on that break. So I think things would have been better if he actually is saying something now. Like right now, he's not even saying anything. Like he's not even confirming that he still wants to be traded. He's not um, denying it for that fact either as well. But... We'll see what happens. Like I always say, I will definitely keep my ear to the situation, my ear to the street. And as I get information, as I always do, I will definitely get it to you. So, now, we're going to talk some sixes. Um, and one of the things I want to do is I want to talk about the overall team. Mm-hmm. And then I want to bring in the Ben Simmons issue, like Baldy was just talking on the break to some people um, on his feed. Mm-hmm. And it's really crazy how now our internet is acting really strange and really weird. But we are going to get this thing done. Um, we are definitely going to work this out. And even if we just got to, if I just got to video it like I'm doing now, and share it later, mm-hmm. that will definitely not be an issue because we will get that done. So, speaking of the 76ers, looking really good right now. Mm-hmm. I think we're 17 and 7. Yeah. Right now, currently the top seed in the East, two games above the going into the season odds on favorites, if you will, to be the leader mm-hmm. who we just beat. On Saturday night, and a game and a half against uh, a game and a half above the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, who were the champs last year. Mm-hmm. Well, the second runner-up, whatever, who were the expected champs last year, ended up being Miami playing the Lakers in the finals. But we all know how that played out. But a lot of bright spots for the Sixers right now. Um, currently, the starting five is undefeated, mm-hmm. which is a great thing. Uh, I still feel like the team can be improved and can be better. So does the coach. So when the head coach believes that, means a lot. And 
a lot of these guys on the team currently have bought in to what Doc Rivers is selling. Mm -hmm. uh, for one, Joel Embiid, I think the light, the switch has finally clicked on. Um, he's been dominant in every game that he has played so far. And especially in that Brooklyn game where the hyperextension. Mm -hmm. And then he came back in that second quarter and showed you exactly who he was. I think he had 25 of the team's 27 or 23 of the team's 25 points right. in that quarter. So he shows you what he is right now and where he's looking forward to. And his most recent comments have all been about the team. Um, I also like the fact that he is being a leader on and off the floor. And when I say off the floor, I mean in the game, in the bench area, mm -hmm. around with his teammates. Yeah. And, um, room, and, and mm -hmm. on the floor, he's demanding the ball. And he's also talking to players and telling them, look, this is this and this is what, whatever. If I got him, give me the ball and get out the way, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's a very, very good sign for the Sixers. But just listening to what Baldy was saying before, and one of the things I think that we need, and this is what I've been saying for a while, is the veteran point guard, the traditional point guard, if you will. And when I say that, I always refer to the Lakers game, which I think was the most recent showing mm -hmm. of the lack thereof of that old-school natural point guard. When... Late in that game, we were up 16 at one point. And then within a two-and-a-half, three-minute stretch, mm -hmm. it was cut in half. Mm -hmm. And then Lakers ultimately got the lead. Okay? At that particular point, and I'm sure Doc and Sam Cassell, two viable point guards in the NBA, have noticed that and are on notice about that. And I don't think they're going to make a move just to make a move. Right. Um, as we see, Derek Derek Rose was traded for Dennis Smith Jr. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, people were talking to Derek Derek Rose here, whatever. But it's also depends on the makeup of this roster, what teams are wanting from this roster right now. And I think a lot of the things that teams are wanting are things that the actual coach does not want to give up right now because he knows they either have a role now or he sees where they could be mm -hmm. a bigger part of the success of the team. And there's been reports that uh, there have been trade proposals or trade or calls to the team about trades or trade possibilities. And Doc Rivers has been one to say, uh, I don't know, um, maybe, maybe not. Um, should we do it? Should we not do it? But there's also a lot going on with that in the fact that he has knocked down some trades mm -hmm. that could have been had, and he said, no, we're not going to do that. We are going to stick with what we stick with, stick with what we have, and do what we do. So, for that particular point, Ball, what's your take on the state of the 76ers right now? Um, I, I think the Sixers, I think the Sixers right now 
pretty good team. I think we're mm-hmm. a pretty good team. We know there's still some question marks. But, you know, it kind of starts with your core guys. Right. And your core guys is Ben Simmons, like you said, mm-hmm. and and Joel and B. We it's the description of the team. Right. So right now, the description of this team is we actually aren't bad as a defensive team. Mm-hmm. It's, it goes back to that identity thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Finding your identity as a team and then capitalizing on what your identity is. Right. We have an offensive guy that can put teams in a bad situation in terms of us being able to have. See, this is the thing where we said if we had somebody that could put the ball on the floor and create their own shot, mm-hmm. well, ha- what happens is when Ben Simmons gets the bigs in foul trouble, we're now shooting free throws early. Mm-hmm. Now, when you got a guy that can create his own shot, then that puts him on the free throw line, slows the clock up, we're able to build the lead, we're able to rest guys, we're able to do these things. Right. But if you don't have that, that player that can do that, I think the young boy Maxie, I think he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think he's exactly what you need in the second unit. Mm-hmm. I think Shake Melton is good. I think these young cats can provide yeah. something. Somebody's finally found the role, the correct role for huh. Shake Williams, for Shake. Shake Milton. And I saw Jamal, Jamal Mack, shout-outs to him. At one point he mentioned that Shake Milton could possibly be moving into that Lou Will role. I don't think he's quite there yet. No, not yet. But what I mentioned in that um, post was he's comfortable in his role mm-hmm. right now where he knows he comes in and he gets his shot. Yeah, he gets buckets, and that's what and he's there for. he does have a little bit of mind frame where he can get other people involved. Mm-hmm. But he knows I'm out here, play some decent D, mm-hmm. and on the offensive end, when I can get my shot, I'm going to get my shot. Yeah. So I think he's a lot more comfortable in that. I also think Tobias Harris is a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. and has a lot better understanding of being able to make quick decisions and do what he does. All-Star, to me, I would vote him in the All-Star game mm-hmm. right now. Um, I would right now, If too. you will. And again... Reunited with Doc Rivers, who had him playing at this level when he was in uh, LA before he was traded to the Philadelphia 76ers. So, getting back to that, definitely needed is that uh, that scorer that can get his own shot, that can create his own shot. And it will definitely help. It's not going to hurt. It's definitely help. But, again, the bigger question is, at what cost? And that's the question. Right now, I've been talking to some people, and I'm just, I saw some things about Wayne Ellington, some other people. They even talked about J.J. Reddick. But J.J. Reddick right now doesn't fit with this unit, with this no, team. He, he, he doesn't. He doesn't fit because, like I was saying, my man Nate had brought up some things. Nate Phillips, thank mm-hmm. you, my brother. But Nate brought up uh, uh a good like a good conversation in terms of you know having shooters and it's like okay you can have shooter but right. the problem is what's going to happen when those defenses make those shooters put the ball on the floor mm-hmm. so it takes them out of their rhythm it takes it takes the team out of an offensive rhythm mm-hmm. and then you then you're looking at this 24 second shot clock where now you down to four to five seconds and the guy's putting up a shot mm-hmm. that's goofiness yeah and that's what Absolutely. happened in the LA game the L.A. game got to a point where 
It was poor shot selection. Mm-hmm. And then those poor shot selections, everything just went haywire. Everything went haywire. The shots, the shots in general, the shots in general just didn't make sense. They yeah. didn't make sense. So folks, I just moved over so you can get both of us in this mm-hmm. shot and you know, we gonna sit here, you might say we a little um not social distancing, but we gonna do what we do. And we're going to sit here and we're going to talk about this because I think we need to be together. I think you need to see both of us mm-hmm. because for some reason the internet here is acting crazy and I can't get it to flip back and forth when I needed it to. And the Facebook thing went off. So this video will definitely go up later mm-hmm. um, on YouTube and Facebook. But getting into that, you need that extra. Um, ben Simmons, and we're just going to jump right in. 1228, so we got a little bit of time. We're going to jump right in to where I think the Ben Simmons issue comes in. And I want a lot of people to understand that my stance on Ben Simmons is this. I'm right now at this point in his career, I'm not concerned with the actual three point shot. Mm-hmm. I'm not really concerned with that right now. I am getting impressed with his most recent free throw shooting percentage because it's starting to go up Mm -hmm. it's being a little bit better but you see in certain games where as a defender as a facilitator if you will the role the huge role that he plays for this particular unit Mm -hmm. I also feel like basic basketball knowledge that if he does begin to shoot that mid-range jump shot foul line extended it will make things a lot easier for the Danny Greens Mm -hmm. and the Seth Curry's although Seth Curry can put the ball on the Mm -hmm. floor a little bit but what people are not understanding is the way that Joel Embiid is playing right now, teams are going to double team right out the mm-hmm. gate. And if Ben begins to shoot that foul line extended shot, you still have your basic triangle. You got Embiid on the block, Ben Simmons at the foul line, and Danny Green in the corner. Let's just work with them three right there for now. Those shots for Danny Green will come a lot easier and will be a lot more abundant because now that person that's guarding him can't cheat and double Joel. And also that person that's guarding Ben can't cheat and double Joel. Mm-hmm. So everybody, those three defenders in that realm right there have to stay honest. And at this point, I don't really care if he shoots it five times and misses all five. Right. The shot has to be taken in order for things to open up for others. Um, the Nets kind of got under Danny Green's skin a little bit the other night, and he performed like the three-time champion that he is. Mm -hmm. But that could become more consistent if that shot is taken by Ben Simmons. It needs to be taken. And he's got to take that shot. He has to take that shot. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't, it can still work, but it's just going to be a little bit bit harder Mm -hmm. for it to work. It can be a lot smoother if he takes that shot. And then, like we know, basketball players, basketball coaches, myself and my partner, 
repetition does a lot. Mm-hmm. Eventually, those shots will start falling. Yeah, they will. Just because of the repetition. Mm-hmm. And the confidence and builder. And the crazy game. thing is, and, and I keep telling people, I people telling me how every summer, every off season, he's doing it, he's doing it. I don't need to see it then. Yeah. Because that's recreational ball, if you will. It's just a higher level because they're all pros. It's recreational ball. And recreational ball, we know everybody shoots the ball. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Everybody shoots it. Mm-hmm. I need him to do it when it counts. When it counts. When he's working. It's part of his job. Mm-hmm. I need him to shoot it then. Mm-hmm. That's what I need out of Ben. But again, he does so many other things very well that I don't feel that the need for an immediate trade right now is worth it yeah. because of the value. And again, what will teams want? And the, and the James Harden thing, they wanted a shitload. And that yeah. was too much for us to give up at this moment. Way too much for us to give up mm-hmm. at this moment. So just had to get that in. Now I'm going to go on the other side and try <laughs> to fix mine. But Baldy going to take it away right yeah. now for a minute. So, yeah. So I agree. You know, him him understanding what, what a good shot is, how to take that shot. Uh, and also, we always talk about this too, D, um, that a bad shot, is also an open shot you don't take. Mm-hmm. So when you don't take a shot, when you see your defender literally sinking and sitting off you almost eight to nine feet, where there's no respect for you even, they ain't even thinking about you taking that shot. Well, when you don't take it, that's a win for the defense. Absolutely. You didn't even get it, whether you shoot it or not, that shot needs to go up. Now, what has to happen after that? Got something now. Yeah, what has to happen after that? Then, then your guys down there rebounding have an opportunity to get an offensive rebound and possibly get an easy layup or get to the free throw line. Yep. But that only works if you take the shot. Yeah, you got to take that shot. If you don't take the shot. Yeah. It, it, cuts it, it into, has to be. Yeah, it cuts yeah. into the fabric of, of the time frame mm-hmm. of that play. Yep. You know, and everybody know the play. Listen, the play is going to go. There's going to be movement and rotations on the play. It's going to be about mm-hmm. three passes in that in that one play. Right. The question is, if the ball ends up in Ben Simmons' hand, which normally it does in those three passes, because he is a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Question is, when it gets in your hand and it's 11 seconds on the clock and your defender slides off you, what are you going to do? Right. And those and when he's working out, he needs to work out with that clock saying, here's what normally happens. Here's the shot I'm going to take. It ain't just him coming out shooting 300 jump shots. Right. Who cares about that? That's not situational basketball. He needs to be focusing on situational basketball shots. Those shots that right. are going to come to you in this game. And what does your body feel like? When you're taking these shots, if you're not comfortable taking them at practice, you damn sure ain't gonna take them during the game. Not at all. It takes a, it takes a cat that don't give a damn to shoot shots like that that he don't even take in practice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I don't see him having, I don't see him having that type of confidence in terms of shooting. He doesn't have that confidence. But I wouldn't trade him just for the simple fact that this coach understands. 
what his abilities are for this particular team. He's a defender. He's a facilitator. All right, well, let's let's use what we have in him and try to and try to uh, upend some of the stuff that he's doing offensively and try to get that invitation. That's all right. we need from this dude. What that's, that's all it. we really need. But we have to we have to really truly be, truly be serious about the fact that when we look at this team, is this team a championship team? As it is, mm-hmm. can this team in a seven-game series get it done? What are the positives of this team? What are the negatives on, on this team? Because right. we know Joel and B is not in that game. Right. We got problems. We struggle. Yeah, we struggle. We got a problem. We yeah. do better when we are good, a good team rebounding team in a game. We normally win about 80-some percent of our games when collectively Ben Simmons got double-digit rebounds. Mm-hmm. Joel and B got double digit rebounds. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You got guys that, you got over three guys that got double digit rebounds. We normally can win those games because those are added possessions for our guys that get more shots. Mm-hmm. And that's what the game comes down to. Y'all got, like, the one thing we always say when you watch the game, you can't, from a fan's perspective, you can't just say, shoot the shot. Right. You know what I mean? It's a reason why a certain player is ran. Doc yeah. Rivers was not a scorer. No. He was a defender and a facilitator. So yep. it makes sense why he understands what he's getting out of Ben Simmons. Right. Because Doc wasn't no, they wasn't no scorer like that. Right. But he did know how to get guys involved. Mm-hmm. And he do knows what his deficiencies was. So yeah. he can teach that same and, thing and, to those players, man. And one of the other, one of the other differences was or is the simple fact that Ben Simmons is bigger. Mm-hmm. Nate, and cut it out. I don't think he knows. He knows. He knows how to dominate. Like you can go on a limb, stretch a little bit, and say he's a walking triple double. Yes. And once he gets that in his mind and understands that, things will be ten times better. It'll come easy because. Yeah. It's very easy for him to go coast to coast, go downhill. When he goes downhill, he's almost unstoppable. And I say almost because he has moments where I feel like at 6'11", you should be going and dunking mm-hmm. and not going and try to finesse and lay the ball up. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, hence, that's that he don't have right, that in hence, Yeah. Hence the other game with um, the guy Tyler Johnson, where the one he got the break and Tyler caught him and he tried to finger roll it. He and then he came it. back again and he dunked it. So right. he, he clicked it. He knows it. Yeah. He's got to be more consistent with it, I think. And, again, like you mentioned, Baldy, Doc understands what he's getting from him. And he also mentioned in, in, in quite a few press conferences, he said, I'm leaving the offensive side and the facilitating side to Sam Cassell. Mm-hmm. And he said, Sam Cassell gets on Ben every turnover. And he was the mid-range killer. Every Sam Cassell was a mid-range so, I think it will come. Unfortunately, the NBA being back in their own stadiums has uh, caught a little bit of this coronavirus thing. And just touching, like, the Lakers game was a huge game, or should have been a huge game for us. The Portland game should have been a win. 
I think we just looked past Houston. I mean, looked past Portland and were looking forward to mm-hmm. Brooklyn. And then, of course, a lot of the bandwagoners are going to say, well, in that Brooklyn game, they only had James Harden. Kyrie didn't play. And uh, and uh, 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 KD didn't play. In reality, it's not our issue. We had games when Joel didn't play, and we lost all four of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, glad you said that. So it's not glad you said our that. issue. Mm-hmm. It's an issue, but it's not our issue. And like we said about football, you have to perform. You guys are there for a reason. Like, you look at that Brooklyn roster, and again, I say they don't scare me. Shout out to my guy, Sean Henderson. He might be tuned in. He might not be. Big me and him talk all the time. Big Sean. And I, I mentioned to him in some conversation, in some dialogue, that I, they don't scare me. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say they don't scare me is the simple fact that they have a big three. But because of them acquiring James Harden and the cost it took for them to acquire James Harden, the bulk of their bench is gone. It's gone. Just traded, and then you got one that's on injury that would have blocked. That would have blocked, probably been a starter. Then we would have probably been a starter this year. We didn't get injured, but you look beyond that big three. There's not much there, as opposed to the Sixers. And I'm not saying they're head and shoulders above, but we have players on our roster where we know in moments we can get some points from. Mm-hmm. It's just not enough right now to completely get over the hump and win the championship. But we do have some guys, i.e. I. Shake Milton. Mm-hmm. Um, i.e. I. right now, Furkan Korkmaz is playing a little bit better. And then like Baldy mentioned a little while ago, the young kid, Mr. Maxi, can come in and do some things. Right. So we have some pieces. We're just missing that final barbecue sauce swipe. And I it's agree. like that chicken is done, but you just need that extra so you yeah. can yeah, start yeah. licking your fingers. You know, you can lick your chops once you get that extra. And as you know what it is, too, that it's the same way we're saying how, you know, when we talk about whether or not this team is a contender or in contention, I'm not scared of a lot of teams either. Right. What, what scares me is, is our inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Because decision making during during certain particular parts mm-hmm. of the game, it's just like, yo, man, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like literally, when we played that Lakers game, and we mm-hmm. get down to about a minute twenty something, and we up, I think we was up six. Yeah, Frank, you saying play ball, y'all, y'all, we beat y'all. Yeah. And you gonna go ahead and say you only beat us by one? Yeah, I think we contenders, but yes. you know, as far as I remember, the coach always told me, "You look at the scoreboard when the clock, when the time clock gets double zeros, <laughs> triple if I, zeros." If I got more points. I only need one more point, and I get a win, <laughs> and that's all. But you know, it's like I watched that game and coming down to those possessions, mm-hmm. like I know Kirk Myers, it was it was two, three plays in a row. He came down, bang, bang, yep. bang. Okay, you hot. Mm-hmm. Now's not the time to check the heat check. No, it's not. Now it's 45 seconds. Let's run about 25 off. Let's run it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, Frank, I know. I was just yeah, messing with you. I know you run that play. I was just messing with you. That's all, Frank. He came down and jacked it. Yeah. Which gave them an opportunity to get a yeah. couple buckets and cut the lead. And You know what yep. I mean? When it shouldn't now, even got that close. I, I can say the difference 
in that Lakers game with this team right now and this current coaching staff is the fact that the coaching staff understood what was going on and what could possibly have been the situation, and it came out. And if you remember, Joel was slightly a decoy. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like I mentioned with the my, the mind frame and the awareness of the coaching staff, throughout the game, the Lakers had been switching on just about everything. Right, right. And they saw the lineup that was out on the court, and Doc Rivers immediately knew that if Tobias got the ball in that pick-and-roll situation with the matchup that he wanted, he would draw, uh, what's his name, the guard. The guard, the white guy. I can't remember his oh, name. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't remember, remember his name right now, but anyway. Ball spot. I got you. But anyway, <laughs> we he knew that the Sixers would be at an advantage, and at that particular point, that Tobias Harris could dribble into his shot mm-hmm. and get that shot, and then in turn, during that end game little talk with Tobias Harris, he pretty much summed it up and said the same things, where he said, "I knew I could dribble to get my shot. I was mm-hmm. on a small defender, mm-hmm. and I took that shot. I take that shot. Practice that shot every day." And I think the Lakers were willing. To live with him taking that shot. Yeah. They just didn't want Ben Simmons. They didn't Simmons want Ben to Simmons to get it. They didn't want Joel. Which is defensive, you know, defensive strategy. Right. I'm going to take the best guy away from the ball, but I'd rather have him get it. Mm-hmm. I can live with him taking that 50 50 shot than to put right. it to the big man because the big man could draw the foul. Right. And he's a very good free throw shooter. So I get it. You know what I mean? And I and those are shots you want to buy. Those are, those are confidence building shots. Yeah. So I, I can live with that. And he's been playing. Mm-hmm. Far more confidently, with more confidence than he did last year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Those, those are the shots. Those are the ones that that we definitely need Ben to be taken. And again, like you said, with the fork miles, with the cork miles thing, that shot there. It's just a bad know, shot. And and, and like I said, it, it's a what it's a month and a half mm-hmm. into the season. They said it's a third of the way through the season. And again, I can live with him taking that shot right yeah, now. Right now, yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not gonna say okay. I can live with him again. I agree, boy. I can live with him taking that shot right now. But later on down the line, I'm sure that this new coaching staff will let him know that's not what we want. Mm-hmm. We've got to run some clock. We've we've got to do this. We've got to do that. So, and he did. Yeah. He talked about it after the game, too. He said, listen, I can live with certain shots. He said, but the shot that was taken, that's not a shot we could take against a team like like the Lakers, especially going down the stretch. He said, so as a young team, Mm -hmm. that's a learning curve. That's something we'll get better at. I know this is what this team can get better at. But I honestly believe that the Lakers are truly a little nervous in terms of a matchup with us, Mm -hmm. having our young fellas come in, and being able to turn yeah. it up on their second team. Absolutely. And that's you a know, big plus and for us. It, it goes a long way for the comments that LeBron James made after that game. He mentioned that there's going to be a lot of competition, a lot of teams fighting for that number one spot in the East. And he mentioned that the Sixers are going to be one of them. He also mentioned that there's a pretty good team that they got put together over there. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it, again, boils down to that word I used a lot. With Brett Brown, that wasn't actually used in in the regiment and his coaching staff is the accountability. Mm-hmm. Because it is. It is. because the games now have no fans, and ideally, like Baldy mentions, and I always piggyback, 
You want to watch these games with the sound off. George, thanks for tuning in. You want to watch these games with the sound off so you can actually see the game. The other factor now is if you have the sound on, you can hear the coaches talking to players during free throws or going into timeouts. And time after time, I hear Doc Rivers, especially against the Nets game, he's telling people, I forget who it was he was talking to, but he was telling somebody, no, this is what I want you to do. This is what you do. And I'm sure at that particular moment, it was not a lot of bench players on the court. So it was definitely a starter or something in there. Uh, But that, I think, is also another factor in the difference in the way that this team is Mm -hmm. playing because they're hearing it. They're getting it from the coaching staff. And the coaching staff is not having their heads swelled up mm-hmm. because they're 17-7 and seven right now. They're the top seed in the East. Well, they've been, not, as players, they've been there. Yeah. You know, right. and, I, and I always say this. You know, we always say the one thing about when you're coaching, there are certain things that a coach can teach you. Mm-hmm. That another coach, if he did it before, can teach you more. Right. Sometimes that experience play. Don't get me wrong. Eric Spolcher got in there. He won some chips. Mm-hmm. Had probably the best player in the league on his team at the time. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you had guys on his bench who were players who could tell you, yo, listen, in this situation, here's what normally happens. But right. you have the ability to do this. Now, I've seen a cat do it this way. What you can do is blah, 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 blah. Right. So sometimes I believe that especially coaching this mm-hmm. team, you did not have no. – you had some players. Don't get me right. wrong. Monty Williams and all them were on there. <laughs> but, come on, Monty some, Williams ain't – Monty Williams right. is not uh, who a Doc Rivers was. Right. Monty Williams was not who, who, Sam, Cassell was. who Sam Cassell was. Sam Cassell won chips. Mm-hmm. As a rookie came in and won chips. Mm-hmm. So now he can talk to these guards. Mm-hmm. He can show these guards. Listen, y'all speed is two times faster than mine, but here's where my shots came in, and I wasn't even faster than y'all. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get these shots. You're right. going to be able to maneuver in this offense in a way that you probably wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. last year. Right. And they start to see it. I think that's yeah. I, I, creating I think, that vision, and people yeah. understanding that vision plays a part in that. I also think that another thing that is a plus um, with the additions of the Danny Green and the the White Howard and the Seth Curry are the facts that for the White Howard and Danny Green coming off of a championship in that realm, it's a different pedigree when you win the championship. It is. So it is. they understand. I mean, Danny Green has won three, so he's bringing that with him. The White Howard has won one. But just the veteran leadership with those two guys in particular, where I've seen moments where guys make a kick a foul, somebody may shoot a foul shot, Danny Green's called everybody into the huddle, look, yada, 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 whatever he's saying, but it's clicking. Mm-hmm. Something that had that was not there uh, in the Brett Brown era. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there. Also, Dwight Howard arguably and I'm just being nice about it, the best backup center that Joel Embiid has had in his right. entire career. Right. When I look at this team, 
and I can try to compare. If you say this team's a championship team, then who would you compare this team to? Mm-hmm. A championship caliber team. When I look at this team, I compare this team to the Dallas Mavericks mm-hmm. on their run. Dirk was the focal mm-hmm. point, just like Joel mm-hmm. Embiid's the focal point. But then you had all these other guys. Mm-hmm. And the other guys, like the Sean Marions and, you know what I mean? And the Jason Kidd, Jason, that was the fourth Jason general. Kidd and, and Jason the Jet, Terry. Jason and, Terry. And, you know what I mean? Jason Terry that created his own shot. He could create his own shot. And mm-hmm. J. Kidd was a facilitator. But Absolutely. Sean Marion was a defender mm-hmm. who could hit a mid-range jump shot. Yep. A la Ben Simmons. You Ben Simmons has to be that that yeah. Sean Marion type of dude. Frank, Frank just brought up another good point, not to cut you off, but also you can add in there the Detroit Pistons. They are they are similar. Similar. Yeah, they, they are. Pistons similar. were a little bit better still, but yeah, you they can are see, similar. You can see the parallels. And so, if I had to liken a team in this era, mm-hmm. I would say of championship teams, I would I would take the Mavs because. Right. The Mavs had that sole superstar whose numbers was crazy. Mm-hmm. Dirk was averaging about 26 and 12 or 26 and 11. Mm-hmm. That's Joel Embiid's numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? The difference was that Dirk's turnaround pulled Dirk back down more than often. Mm-hmm. He put the knee up, got a closer shot. He was a same percentage free throw shooter who right. put that pressure on your defense. Right. The mother dudes, they knew they rolled, and there was a mm-hmm. consistent number of points and assists mm-hmm. between those three to four guys. Yep, that's that's I all mean, we need. Yeah, that's what we need. We could even parallel just a touch the two thousand ones Philadelphia seventy sixes. They was a little better defensively, yeah. but yeah, they the same. But you could kind of see the parallels yeah. once again in that, and. It's just... And that's why I say, if you're going to say, if you're going to say they're a caliber, a championship caliber team, well, who do you liken them to? Right. Who do you say that they're like? Because they're not like the Lakers team that just won last year. No. They damn sure ain't them. No, they're not. They got two superstars. Mm-hmm. Who do you liken them to? You liken them to the right. uh, the uh, right. the San Antonio Spurs when they had their run? Absolutely not. They had three... Guys that right. end up in the Hall of Fame. You, you so look at it, and, and it's to? more so. It's more so that Pistons, Dallas Mavericks, yeah. like you said. Yeah, because you yeah. had you had a you had this 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 centerpiece, mm-hmm. and then around that centerpiece, it was some it's some right. sturdy buildings. Yeah, because that two thousand that two thousand one Sixers team made that adjustment at All Star break, right? And, halfway through season, and that's how I look. And this is gonna sound crazy, but I think if our run, if we if we can actually make a run and get there, right, and be in contention to get there. Here's where the, the good luck comes in. Mm-hmm. Here's where the good luck comes in. The good luck may come in that there may be a game or two where the other team's best guy can't play. Right. Vice versa. Mm-hmm. But in terms of luck, and I don't want to I don't want to wish that. Right. Because I'd rather somebody compare us to when a guy when a team had all Absolutely. the guys. Absolutely. But in the climate that we are right. in right now. Right. Yeah. It's kind of weird that it could end up weird. being that way. Yeah. And, you know, one of my jokes about uh, of leading up to that Brooklyn Nets game before I found out that Kyrie and uh, KD were not playing, 
and, and I had a lot of people laughing about that situation. And what I mentioned was the fact that going back, and this is just talking about the Nets, where they lost to the Cavaliers, gave up 145 points in one game to the Cavaliers, and nobody really was talking about it mm -hmm. a lot. And I said, you put the shoe on the other foot, if that had been the Philadelphia 76ers, it would have been talked about from the time they lost up until their next game, if not further. So, again, that's when I say the bandwagon people will argue about that win. Um, an impressive win mm -hmm. against the Nets, considering they didn't have those three. Right. And they beat us earlier. Mm -hmm. And then we turn around and we beat them after they make the trade. And they still had the one. But if the shoe was on the other foot, like I said, that would have been talked about from the time that game was over up until the next game, possibly up until the next time they played. But it was a key moment for the Sixers because they played the Nets three times. Mm -hmm. So now they're split one and one. And I want to see full, like, full strength at the next game, the third game and final game, game against the Nets. I want to see both teams at full strength. Because that's where I'll gauge a little bit more of my opinion and my thoughts about how again. But again, I still say they don't scare me. Not at all. Not because all. it kind of reminds me of the initial start of these big teams, big threes of these big teams, these super teams, when LeBron and Chris Bosh first went to Miami. You had Dwayne Wade there, whom Shaq had left, but Dwayne Wade had won a championship. He had won two. Mm -hmm. So he was already established and it was his team. And Dwayne Wade humbled himself to let these two guys come in and pretty much take control and take over that team. But I mentioned to people their first year together that I didn't feel like they would win the championship. And they didn't. They didn't. And one of them things I mentioned, I said, now you've got three guys coming together who were the primary scorers, the primary go-to guys on their respective teams to now coming to play together how do and how long will it take for these guys to understand how we gonna do this I, you know what it's 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 one I think basketball hard news because he's been ball. sacrificing yeah. question is you're one and two punch guys they gotta figure right. it out and those two egos are going to be the toughest ones yeah. to get around because they both closers man they both closers. They both closers. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the Sixers are definitely, definitely in a really good place right now, if you will. Definitely in a very good place. So, again, bottom line, we need to get Ben to shoot the ball. And that's a given because that's part of the game. It's a natural mm -hmm. instinct to shoot the ball. But... People now, I think, are starting to step away from the we got to move him, we got to do this, we got to do that. Because, again, it comes down to a couple things. What is his value right now? Mm -hmm. What will teams ask in return? Right. Or what will they want to go along with Ben in the trade? And thinking about the effect that it will have from what they've already done with him to removing him from 
the picture. Like a lot of people were talking of the Bradley Bill for Ben Simmons, and the first thing I said, okay, then who's your starting point guard? Yeah, that's the question. And like I said, I still don't consider Ben an actual point guard per se. I think he's playing the point guard, but you make a move like that, then who becomes your point guard? That well, that's going to be the question. I mean, you're going to bring some. You're going to pull somebody off that bench, right? And make them and make them that point, right? You know what I'm saying? That's the question. You know, I like Bradley Bill. I mm-hmm. think Bradley Bill be a hell of an addition for us. Mm-hmm. I think that'll be a hell of a one-two punch. Yep. But that's what we used to. We used to the scores. Mm-hmm. How does that complement? What are we giving up? Absolutely. So are we going? Are we going to give up Ben Simmons? We're going to give up Thibault. We're going to give up uh, two picks, two mm-hmm. guaranteed picks in an unprotected pick. we give up five guys to get one guy who's not a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's an all-star, star in the league. But mm-hmm. come on, that, that that's fuzzy mm-hmm. math. That don't make sense. Right. Because what we just did was give up anything that's coming in the future. Yep. We gave up uh, a guaranteed defender and a facilitator. And we gave up another defender mm-hmm. to get an offensive guy. Yep. So you just got to look at, you know, the ins and outs yeah. of, of the chase. Because right now we chasing. Right. And if we decide to pull that trigger on something like that, yeah. that chase becomes, yeah. that becomes a harder road to yeah. travel now. I, I definitely uh, do like the fact that Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers have a decent enough relationship where they respect each other's opinions and and I say that for the reason that I mentioned a little while back where Daryl Morey had some things talked about but he presented them to Doc Rivers and Doc Rivers struck them down and said no we can't do that right now I, I also feel like you have to give this team an opportunity to fail if you will mm-hmm. for lack of a better word you have to give the the core of this team right now, the opportunity to get to a certain extent in the playoffs, whether that be second round, because I don't think they'll go out in the first round considering where they are right now, mm-hmm. whether they make it to the conference championship finals or not. But I think you have to give them that opportunity to go through that as a unit. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes more clearer what pieces of the puzzle are missing. Like you can see it now. Right. But I think that run will make a lot of the things more clearer to the coaching staff mm-hmm. and the front office staff. And I think the front office right now is in also um, in a good place. Randy Dockery says, what's up, Bob? Yes, sir. What's up, uh, man? I think the front office is now in a better place where Elton Brand now has a respected, formidable president of basketball operations or pre- somebody in that office with him mm-hmm. that can coach him along. Right. And I'm not saying that uh, the guys he had, but the guys he had before when he was brought in were, in my opinion, somewhat puppets mm-hmm. where whoever was the quote-unquote man or whatever, or whatever the owners wanted, they just went along with as a unit. Um, I think one of the greatest things that Daryl Morey has done for this team and this organization was immediately coming in and getting rid of that horrible, horrible Al Horford contract. Yeah. 
that was one that of the was best biggest, things yeah. that he could have done for this organization mm -hmm. um, as a whole. And him doing that just jump-started what we're seeing right now. And again, I st still think there's room for improvement. We can get better. I, I honestly believe we can. But like you said, I think they got to go, they got to be able to see what they got, go through it mm -hmm. in a way that you know what you had. You can't right. do that in a first year, Doc Rivers' first year. You can't, you can't do it. Because right. that's that's pretty much taking a cake out the oven before you, you can test time. to see if it's yep. even done in the middle. So you know what I mean? Don't take the cake out the oven. Right. Leave it in there. Let it bake. Let it mm -hmm. let it get to where it can go in this year. Yeah. And then after that, if you decide that, you know what, I now realize I can't do what I'm trying to do, I can't do this with Ben Simmons here. Mm-hmm. Or I can't do this with this player. That's when you start shuffling the deck and you start moving cards. Right. But you can't move the cards right. if you don't know what you got. What the what the ladder's going to be. Right. You don't know what the ladder's going to be. Right. So I say chase it as long as you can for this year. Mm -hmm. Chase it out. See where it gets you. Yeah. And off of that, there is going to be a free agent pool. Yep. It's going to be some some uh some some players that's going to be on a player option. They can opt out. Mm -hmm. There are pieces that you can you can interject in there. Guy like Lou Williams is going to be that guy out there. Yep. yep. Why not? I mean, yeah. if if that's what it, if you need another guy that you mm -hmm. want to want to groom these young scorers into being like off the bench, understanding what a six man role is, is mm -hmm. not a curse. You yeah, know absolutely. what I mean? All those things play a part. But I agree whole hundred percent what you said. You gotta see what you got. Yeah, you you All gotta this see this through so far. Pulling the trigger, it just don't yeah. make sense. Not yeah. right now. Not with this new coach you you had. Right. If that's the case, you should have held Brett Brown. Should have held him. Yeah. And let him pull the trigger. Yep. He let he let the guy go four year, three years without shooting a jump mm -hmm. shot. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So absolutely. It's just let let's see what we got. Yeah. With with the leadership that we have, mm -hmm. let's see where it takes us, and let's see if it's any better than where it was the year before. Absolutely. And then make that decision that way. Yes, sir. I'm cool with so, that. So, with that being said, that concludes this episode of the Sports Web Podcast. I am now going to give you your schedule for NHL and your NBA schedule. We're going to close out with that. Um, NHL, you got the Sabres at the Bruins. The Islanders are at the Rangers. The Hurricanes are all facing off against the Blue Jackets. The Canucks and the Maple Leafs, the Oilers and the Senators. Lightning Predators, Coyotes, Blues. Rounding out Monday night in the NBA. Rockets are at the Hornets. The Wizards are at the Bulls. The Raptors and the Grizzlies. The T-Wolves face off against the Mavs. The Warriors go up against the Spurs. The Cavs versus the Suns. The Bucks versus the Nuggets. The Thunder versus the Lakers. As always, you can catch us right here each and every Monday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You know where to find me at sportswrap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. And thanks to everybody that tuned in on this Instagram live. Thanks to everybody that came back. I finally got some things working with the Facebook live. Uh, YouTube, Sportswrap TV. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. What else have we got? Facebook, like I said, the group page, Sportswrap Podcast. Mm -hmm. The webpage, sportswrapradio.com. And the podcast. This episode will go up probably tomorrow or the next day, so you can catch that if you missed it today. Sports Rap, 
podcast just on iHeart, Google, Apple. Just search Sports Rap Podcast. You'll find it. The episodes will be there and on Anchor. And my guy who's with me today, Baldy. Yes, sir, man. Let them know where they can find you. Oh, you can catch me on Aaron Baldy Moore on Facebook and on Instagram, you ball 75 and uh, the only Bucks, well, two Bucks fans I know, my brother Tim, he's been right. screaming Bucks, Bucks, Bucks the whole time. Yeah. So, yeah, you little, yeah, whatever, man. Y'all want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruce, y'all I'll got another talking one. to y'all, you Bucks fans. I will give them a little credit. They was they was rocking out when uh, when, when Wichicom was the quarterback back in the day, so. Okay. I, I, I'll, so they I'll, was in the Warren. They were still, they was in the Warren set. Right? I, I, they were before the Warren set. Oh, okay. So they can get some credit for that. So they Absolutely. was, they was back when, when there was a black quarterback there. Right. So I, I'll give them that. They got two. Now I'm gonna let them live on that. All right, folks. Thank y'all for tuning in. We will see you all next week. Hopefully, Baldy will be with me next week. Frank has mentioned that he's gonna try and get here. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm going to play with this stuff a little bit more so we can get everybody in the shot. We won't have to have any technical difficulties. But stay tuned, folks. You know, tune in. Heat 100 Radio. We got some mixes, some other music for you. Be safe on purpose. It's a little chilly out. Be careful. There's some ice and some snow out. And as always, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Who goes yonder? It is ice. All right, folks. Make sure you get a chance. You jump on that podcast. Well, speak up, man. What is it? The whole thing is going to be getting uploaded to you. You know what I mean? So, again, like my man D said, be safe. Deuce it. I don't care about no 10 big bucks. Tell me. Tell me. Deuce If you're still living And get on down to the old slick river Now this one here is called the ruler, my dear It's a mere party booster that'll set things clear It's 100% proof of champions of truth And if you feel your need spirit, I'll bring back your youth Relax your mind and folks unwind And be kind to a rhythm that you hardly find And off we go, let the trumpets blow Well, hold on, because the driver of the mission is a The ruler's back